What, 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 what is going on? Why is this episode up? Who? What? Wasn't it supposed to be somebody else you're all asking because you're all paying heaps of attention because you're all subscribed and you're all really excited to hear each episode? I know. I know. Me too. I was expecting a different episode, but I had some technical difficulties. Not necessarily technical, just some difficulties. Couldn't get it up. I mean, that did not sound like what I meant it to sound like. I can get... We don't need to talk about whether or not I can get it up. Uh, This episode is with Rob Dees. You weren't expecting that, were you? He's an American. uh, One of my dearest friends in San Diego. Uh, He's not one of my dearest friends in San Diego. He's just one of my dearest friends. And he lives in San Diego. Doesn't, you know... It's not, you know, whatever. You know what I mean. Uh, He's an acoustic singer-songwriter. Did I say that already? He's one of the funniest guys I know in the music industry so far. Maybe I'll meet someone funnier, but... I'm sure that uh, if I do, that uh, Rob Dees will want to battle them in wits. It's that shit crate. Um, uh, I went to Vegas with Rob Dees and Kenny Yang and Travis Peterson and Kerry Dopart and Lauren Somethingson. Um, we gambled. I lost $10. That's all I gambled. We, uh, we ziplined. We took photos in front of a million dollars. We had yard glasses of tequila. We met up with six Australians and outnumbered the Americans for just one, just one moment. I went to too many restrooms um, and got annoyed that they were called restrooms and weren't just telling it like it is and calling them toilets. Because seriously, nobody's going there to rest, right? We're going there to wee. It's, you know, there's no point beating around the hairy, hairy bush. <laughs> Anyway, you should tweet Rob Dees during this episode. His uh, Twitter is Rob underscore Dees. I know he'd love to hear from you. That's D-E-E-Z or Z. Whatever you want to say. I'm going to bother him right now. See you soon. I wake up, I get dressed, go back to sleep Get up again and then I slowly creep through the house It's fucking dark, I can't see Make sure that I lock the door behind me I head downstairs, unlock the bike Hop on and say peace out to the night Y'all, the sun is slowly rising in the east It's just another day, part of another week I hit the street, make a right, head up the hill Wait at the light so that I don't get killed by an early morning driver I'm an early morning bike rider And I'ma try to be a survivor through the light now Make a left and make a right now my neighborhood's no longer in sight now but it's all good it'll be all right now i light up the pipe and ride high as a kite now my head in the clouds as i explode still kind of drunk from the night before but i'll still get to where i got to go on my bicycle that's how i roll i set a 14 gears and a pair of wheels when i'm on my bicycle don't do tricks because i got no skills when I'm i am not drinking the 40 and my name my is not rubbies <laughs> Just to save your face in court on yes. your mini, on your just in case any, mini trips. anyone was wondering what I was doing at five thirty p.m. on <laughs> November twelfth, two thousand eleven, <laughs> I was not doing this podcast <laughs> because it is not currently November twelfth, two thousand eleven, and I am not currently drinking a forty, and we are not currently doing this podcast. <laughs> just think about it. So okay, so now you can commit a crime on that. Yeah. Okay. November twelfth. 2011 at 5.30, you know what I was doing? I was sitting at home watching TV. Do you think it's November 12th? <laughs> For some reason, that just seems like today's date. And That's seems- why I was slightly confused. I'm like, it's September, man. 
Oh yeah, September, <laughs> September twelfth. See now, now who knows what I'm talking about? Is it November? Is it September? I don't even know what the heck it is. Uh, it's definitely maybe. not September twelfth, two thousand eleven, at five thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time in it's San not. Diego, and I'm definitely not in John Hall's bedroom with Brony <laughs> alone, with no one else here. Brony alone. And we are not drinking forties and uh, on his bed. Yeah, on John Hall's bed, and my cock's not out. <laughs> I don't know. Is is this a clean? <laughs> no, you can podcast? say what you want. <laughs> Sorry, my cock so is I'm a, my cock is not out, <laughs> and I'm not drinking a forty. <laughs> I'm uncharacteristically not in the uh, garage at home. I'm in John Hull's bedroom with Rob D's. Everybody, yes. we couldn't fit the garage into his luggage. Do you not say garage? He's no, we say garage. <laughs> okay, yes, just okay. a different. Emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable. <laughs> That's a classic one. It's a classic. So um, you, I don't want you to to disclose what your real name is, but your name isn't Rob Dees, is it? It's not really Rob Dees. No. Why do you need? A, why do you have the need for a pseudonym? Well, why does why does Spider Man? Why does Batman? Why does Superman? Why do they have a need for a pseudonym? It's because they keep their superhero life separate from their personal life because. They're two completely different lives, and yep. they don't want those lives to, you know, intersect for safety purposes. Yeah, often it's to protect their loved yeah, ones. Yeah. Is, it, is that the protect, case for you? It's a com- it's combination of uh, protecting my loved ones and legal issues. I don't want those, <laughs> you know, to meet. You know. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, really, the whole the whole spiel about you're not actually here on this date, it's not going to help you anyway. Because Rob D's. Well, yeah. Who who am I? You know. <laughs> Rob D's. You can Google Rob D's, but you can't. Uh, if you go to my job and ask for Rob D's, it'll be like, uh, "What does that mean?" Like yeah. Rob D's does not work where I work. <laughs> <laughs> I work where I work, but Rob D's does not. Rob D's. So who am I talking to then? <laughs> You're talking to Rob D's. <laughs> <laughs> Did I already mention we're drinking forties? Mickey's forties. Yes, Mickey's forties. Which, incidentally. Rob D's reminds me of my friend Mickey, so this is quite fitting. Apparent. Oh well, maybe I shouldn't tell. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't say what Brony told me at the liquor store. <laughs> no, we can keep we can keep that to ourselves. So, um, is it all right to? I mean, I can edit this out, but you look in butts for a living. Uh, yeah, I look inside of people's bodies, yep. pretty much from the mouth to the butthole, like the entire food route. Yep. Also, the lungs. The okay. lungs, but mostly I'd say 70% of my time is spent inside the colon. Mm. So you can navigate a lower intestine. Oh, yeah. This isn't a comedy yeah, show, but no, I feel like... No. From the, you know, from the anal sphincter to the sigmoid colon to the descending, Ooh. transverse, ascending, you know, to the to the ileal cecal valve, <laughs> the cecum. I mean, I got jokes <laughs> about the colon. Like, the ileal cecal valve... Also known as the IC valve. Yep. Well, it's called the ileal cecal valve because it's where the ileum, which is the last part of your small intestine, mm. meets the cecum, which is the first part of your colon, your large intestine. Okay. So the ileum and the cecal, they meet ileal cecal valve, aka the IC valve. Mm-hmm. And when we're doing a colonoscopy, a lot of times when we get to the IC valve, I'll say, like, is that a valve IC? <laughs> and then. And people will shake their heads and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you like a jokes detection? I crack jokes, yeah. 
There's a, the appendiceal orifice is another thing we see in the cecum. And I'll be like, if there's an animal in the cecum, what would it be? Appendiceal orifice? <laughs> jokes. These aren't jokes that anyone would ever appreciate. I mean, I can't tell these jokes on stage. Nah. People will be like, really? Unless you're playing at a doctor's yes. convention. Yeah, exactly. Doctors would probably get a kick out of it, maybe. And even then, they'd probably have to be butt doctors. Yeah. Well, see, I got some jokes. I got like a pulmonology joke, or maybe it's even a... Pulmonology? What's that? That's Art? like the lungs. Lungs. The lungs. Or it doesn't have to be uh, just a microbiology, you know, like microscopes lab, like cytology joke. Why did... You know, everyone knows why the chicken crossed the road. It's to get to the other side. Yeah. Why did the cytology brush cross the road? To get to the other slide. <laughs> what? Because you, uh, after you take your cytology brushings, you wipe yeah. the brushings on a little slide, which is then looked at under a microscope. So oh, that's exactly right. I thought of that joke while brushing a slide with lung butter. <laughs> lung butter. For a lack of, that's not really called lung butter, but oh. you know, just lung goobers that were on our brush <laughs> that we looked at under a microscope. But I rap. <laughs> but I'm I'm a rapper. <laughs> that is, that's been arrested in two states. Yeah, so. fascinating story. What was it? California and Arizona. California and Arizona. For California attempted first. possession of marijuana. Well, once because I was uh, technically drunker than I was supposed to be when I was doing what I was doing, which I legally should not have been doing. But that's neither here nor there. Mm. And uh, the other time, uh, yeah, it's something to do with uh, weed, but I'm not even a weed smoker. I used to be, but not really anymore. But uh, I happened to have a little weed, as non-weed smokers do sometimes. Yeah. And uh, their marijuana-sniffing dog found it while mm. we were driving through the Border Patrol checkpoint from California to Arizona. They found it. I think the dog was really interested in the fajita mm. I had right next to the weed. Yeah. But the cop didn't you know, want to arrest me for my fajita. So it was the weed. It yeah. The weed, you know, you live, you learn. <laughs> you know, I've been arrested in two states, you know. Uh, this is just, uh, I was raised on the streets. So. <laughs> so you're like easily the most hardcore musician I've spoken for to. For sure, man. You know, Even most hardcore I know. Listen, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to claim to be a rapper or bust rhymes, I mean, I, mean, I can't just be like, Life is good. I've got a really good paying job. I've got health care benefits. I've got a 401k. I, I, you know, I, I've got a nice vehicle. I mean, my life is good. <laughs> I have to get arrested on occasion to keep that street credibility or else it's all out the window. I have to, I don't like drinking 40s. I don't like drinking alcohol at all. I like to, I like to read books and study. <laughs> That's what I. That's my heart. That's my passion. Is yep. to just kind of you know smoke like a tobacco out of a hickory wood pipe and you know maybe a, a small, very very small amount of like bourbon or something and yeah. just relax in my rocking chair and read you know novels. That's what I prefer to do with my time. <laughs> but if I were to do that and if I were to let that secret out, the people that, you know, appreciate my lyricism or my stage presence or whatever, they would think I'm full of shit. Yeah. So 
I have to smoke weed on occasion, and I have to drink 40s, and I have to act like it. I love it so much, Mickey's 40s. Brody, let's fucking drink Mickey's 40s. It'll be awesome. We should really do it. I really want to. I really want to drink 40s, and we should, like, smoke weed and fucking, you know, whatever. Just get drunk. I have to do that. It's all a front. I don't want to do any of those things. I like to just... I'm very sophisticated. So you really do suffer for your art. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like to get arrested. No. But I choose to get arrested. <laughs> I choose to spend money that I don't have to hire lawyers to defend me for my crimes. Because otherwise, you know, people will think I'm full of shit and I can't have that. I like, I keep it real, man. I keep it real. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go around, you know, with a gun. I'm not going to shoot somebody and steal their necklace. I mean, I'm not going to keep it that real. But what if your, uh, what if your success, like, grows exponentially? It might get to that point where... To save yeah. face, you need to shoot somebody. I don't think I'll shoot anyone, though. Drive into Compton and just... I think I'll probably just uh, try and smuggle a bunch of drugs through an airport or something like that and just get caught. <laughs> <laughs> or something. All right. Harmless. Harmless. Yeah, you know, not, I'm not, I don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, hurt anyone else. Yeah. I just only want to hurt myself because, you know, I care about other people. That's a text message I just got from right. Ryan from R- OK oh. at Best because... Did you send him it? I sent Ryan a picture of your album acknowledgments in mm-hmm. which OK at Best is thanked. And uh, I'm sure he had no idea. And he just responded with, That's awesome! <laughs> with three exclamation marks. I'm glad he liked it. Did he know it was mine? Or did you just send him the... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. I was going to bring him a... I think I told you. Yeah, I did tell you. I was going to bring him a signed poster, but I forgot. Not of my, not of my own. I'm sure he wouldn't care about it. A poster, poster of me. A poster of who? What's the story with that? <laughs> the Living End, a band from Melbourne. He loves them. Loves them. We bonded over them. He was smoking weed and I was drinking a beer, and he said, "You're from Melbourne, Melbourne. I mean, Melbourne, <laughs> Australia. Do you know the Living End, like personally? Which I didn't, but uh, I did know them. <laughs> what? I did know them religiously in their music form." And he was quite jealous that I was like within proximity. A stone's throw. Mm. And I was in the stats and they were playing Living End's like first EP, which blew my mind. Wow. Went up to the counter just to say, you're playing Living End, to which they replied, yes. It is true. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for telling us. While you were playing last night, I had to, uh, there was so much ice in my drink. So I'm not, I'm not sure if you heard, but I kept going... <laughs> just to get the drink out it's really quite distracting oh. for those around me I'm sorry about that um, so when did you start being a musician man do you call yourself a rapper acoustic I rapper I don't call myself a rapper I don't really know what I call myself I mean a lot of diff- different people call me different things like some people call me an asshole <laughs> I'd say that's probably what I am first and foremost is <laughs> just an asshole <laughs> but like I mean I it is true that I do rap mm-hmm and it is true that I do kind of sing a little bit, and it's true I play the guitar, and it's true that I'm funny, <laughs> but I'm not a comedian. I wouldn't say I'm a rapper. I mean, I guess I'm sort of like a singer-song-rhymer or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, that's not bad. Not quite a singer-song-writer. I mean, I, I write my lyrics, and I write the songs, but yeah, singer-song-rhymer seems... I think that's just, the most original. Just, just entertain an entertainer. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever thought about... Uh, because you hang around in kind of circles of 
sentimental songwriters and yes. love song singers. And have you ever thought about going on the comedian route and being a guitar comedian? Because um, you are like stupidly funny. No, I don't. I, I mean, I'll play a show anywhere in front of any audience and whatever they want to call it. I'm down with that. But I wouldn't. As far as I'm concerned, I I draw a line. Like I see like two different worlds. I th- comedians and musicians. Like if you have a guitar and you got funny songs, you're not a comedian. Like comedians, because, and I think a lot of comedians would agree that like, you know, a guitar would act as a prop. Yeah. And there's prop comics. I think like a uh, carrot top is a prop comic. I don't know anything about his comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just know he's a very annoying person to look at, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but like apparently, you know, a lot of people, and I'm sure that can be funny. I'm not saying that, you know, prop comedy can't be a funny thing but like my the comedy i appreciate the most i'd say is generally just a person and a microphone yeah. like you know that's it like them yeah. telling jokes that they've written improvising whatever it is that they do and i'm not saying like i couldn't do that i mean there's a chance i could i mean there's a lot of times at my shows where i'm not playing the guitar and i'm just talking and there's a lot of laughter but yeah. like i don't know i'm afraid to i, I don't know that seems to me t- to be a lot more difficult than mm. you know playing music i think comedy is harder just because i don't know i mean i don't know well from the podcasts i've listened to i think it seems to be that guitar comedians are often kind of scoffed at by yeah, the yeah. by the stand up and talk yeah comedians. and that's why like i i mean i've played a lot of comedy shows but usually as the opening yeah. act like you <clears throat> yeah. know and that's cool and all, except at the same time, like, you know, a lot of my stuff gets laughs. Like, people laugh at, you know, what, what you know, the lyrics and all that. Yeah. And, but the thing that sucks about being, like, the opening person is, like, uh, oftentimes not really considered to be, like, part of the show. I'm, yeah. like, the pre-show entertainment. So, yeah. a lot of times, you know, some of these shows, like, there will be a lot of kind of talking going on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, while I'm playing, and then... Once I'm done and they introduce the first comic, the whole room's quiet. Like yeah, because yeah. they told the audience like the show's starting now. And it's like as far as I'm concerned, fuck the bullshit. I mean yeah. the show started when I started playing songs. And like a lot of times what'll happen is as my set progresses, like, you know, there'll be, you know, people talking but it'll kinda get quieter and quieter and people mm-hmm. just kind of you know, accidentally start paying attention because they're interested in what I'm doing or something. Yep. And there was this one comedy show I was doing it. It was like the third Thursday of every month in Ocean Beach at this place called Portugalia. And um, it was getting to a point where like, I I mean, I was just the opening guy, Mm. but like I was getting more laughs than a lot of the comedians. Yeah. And like the comedians were all commenting on it. They were like, you know, we should have him go last or something like that. You know, like hard act to follow type of thing. And and I'm, you know, flattered by that. And at the same time, I kind of feel bad. I mean, I'm not trying to upstage anybody or that i'm just i just do my thing i just do what i do and like i know that i'm definitely i've heard crowds before laugh more at what i was doing than some comedians yeah but regardless i'm not a comedian yeah i'm 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 humorous Mm. you know i am responsible for a lot of laughter but you know i'm not a comedian okay yep yeah, to answer your question mm, <laughs> about yeah, what am I? You did. And like I even like rapper, like I'm really reluctant to call myself a rapper and when I hear other people say that like I'm a rapper, I'm like I kind of like I mean, I, that's kind of embarrassing. 
Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I like rap music. I like hip hop music. I like a lot of, I mean, I like a ton of different music, but at the same time, like I often find like a lot of rap or hip hop, it's rap versus hip hop. Like different people had different ideas of which is which. And I've talked to different people, like some people, what I consider to be hip hop, they consider to be rap and vice versa. Yeah, okay. And either way, like a lot of times in my as far as I'm concerned, rapping has kind of like a negative connotation in that like it's about fucking bling bling or, you know, yeah. bitches and hoes. And it's just not necessarily thought of as, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just because there's so many ra- bad rappers out there that yeah. like it's just kind of giving it a bad rap for yeah, yeah. for lack of a better term. But, you know, I take pride in my lyricism. Like that's as far as I'm concerned, as far as like, my inner my ability to entertain like i think my lyricism is my best quality and mm-hmm. i take pride in my lyrics <clears throat> not always with my freestyles i got a lot of garbage freestyles but like yep. but you know if i write something and practice it and this and i'm comfortable enough with it to play in front of an audience like i don't play it in front of an audience unless i'm you know unless i like it and yeah if i like it then you know then i'm ready to share it with people and you know, I take pride in it, but at the same time, a lot of times, I don't know if people say I'm a rapper, I'm like, yeah, I rap, but like, I, you know, it's, I just don't want people to think I'm a rapper and then lose interest in possibly coming to a show or yeah, just not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. take me seriously yeah. because of that. Well, I'll be referring to you as a singer song rhymer from now oh, on fair enough. when I show you to people. Um, do you ever like write, I, I was going to say the word real songs. <laughs> what do you mean? Like that, not funny songs? Yeah. That's what I was going to, yeah. that's what I actually meant. Yeah. Yeah. I've, <clears throat> like to win a girl over or anything like that have you written a because yeah. you have one of the sorry just to cut you off again you have one of the coolest love songs I've ever heard it's that one my friend doesn't come over oh, yes. and because my friends don't fucking whatever the words are <laughs> something 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 <laughs> yeah not a friend it's on YouTube you should google it yeah I might use can, have you got a recording of that because I might use it for this Um, I think so I ha- yeah because because that song is like it's just one of the most original love songs. There's nothing soppy whatsoever in it. It's just like so tailored to some awesome person. John Hughes, also of OK Best, just responded oh. with sweet. <laughs> also three exclamation marks. Wow. That's their thing. So, yeah, they're both excited about the uh, acknowledgement section. Cool. I'm glad. Um, like, so, yeah. Real, but the real serious songs. songs thing, like I have written serious songs, but like, yep. you know, if you if you've heard enough of my songs, like, I mean, you'll kind of realize like my skill is in lyrics and storytelling or rhyming or whatever. And it's not so much in my ability to play guitar or, you know, my beautiful voice. Yep. I mean, my voice is more like, I don't know, like a character voice. Like it does the job as does my guitar playing. Mm -hmm. But I mean, plenty of my musician friends are far better singers and, you know, guitar players. Yep. And most of the musicians I know, like, that I've talked to, they write the music first. They'll come up with like a chord progression or like little riffs or whatever. And then just kind of figure out some words to go with it. Mm -hmm. I'm the complete opposite. Like I, I'll get an idea for a song and then write the lyrics to the song and then try and think of some chord progression that I haven't used yet. And then just throw that together. And yeah, like with serious songs, like, I've written some. I've written songs, you know, about like girls. Mm-hmm. Most, most of my all my serious songs have been about like you know, the effect one girl or another has had on me. Yeah. And you know, I'm not saying that they're bad songs, good lyrics, mind you, but like 
you know, I don't know. It's, I think it's hard for me to gauge whether or not a crowd is enjoying yeah. a serious song because, <clears throat> yeah, it is. you know, a lot of my songs are humorous and I know whether or not they're into those songs because they're laughing like as I'm playing the song because yeah, of different yeah. like punchlines and whatnot. Yeah. And when I, you know, hear them laughing, I'm like, you know, I get, you know, kind of amped up and yep. I'm excited and like yep. I get into it. And, but if it's like a serious song, you know, the audience is quiet the whole time. And, I, you know, may, I know I'm like, everyone is like their own toughest critic or whatever. And I'm mm. tough on myself as far as that's concerned. But like just playing with so many people who have much better voices and, much better guitar playing abilities yep. than me. Like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, embarrassed to an extent. Like, I'll play it, you know, I'll play my song, but I just think it could be, it would be better if I had a prettier voice. So I just find it easier to play the humorous songs. Just yeah. Because, I don't know, it's just more in my comfort zone. Yeah. And, I mean, I know as the years have gone by, like when I first started, I was like a lot more hip hop ish. Like when I first started writing, it was with beats and like my lyrics. Like I put, I got these three broken computers and I put them all together to make one of them that worked. And there were <laughs> yep. these, there were these really old recordings on it from like Lestat's open mic from like five or six years ago. Yeah, back when I first started playing there, and the lyrical content of those songs, while they were with guitar. They were like how I'll I'll destroy your crew who wants to battle type of thing. Yeah, really. But with the guitar yeah. and like, you know, it's kind of like the whole comedy thing. Like, you know, I don't want to think of myself as a comedian because I have a guitar, and like going to hip hop shows. Like, it's like I'm not a rapper because I'm I have a guitar. I don't have beats, mm. so I just kind of ended up in like this singer songwriter, you know, type of shows like yeah. i was often most often playing with other singer songwriters and like people that sing and all this stuff and like so that kind of shook that shaped me to go away from like i'll destroy your crew and you know <laughs> all this nonsense who wants to battle <laughs> because like that doesn't really, that, that be your main themes who wants to battle <laughs> that doesn't work like with singer songwriters because they don't want to battle they just want to write love songs and whatnot and so that's like definitely like had an effect on like my like songwriting and all that because before I would rhyme and there wouldn't be any like melody or anything to my voice like yeah, okay. I, the guitar would do its little melody thing but I wouldn't like really get into it and as you know the years went by like kind of like the hooks got a little bit more sing-songy and mm. then like now I mean a couple of my songs like you can even do harmonies on them because yeah. you know it's just I've been around you know you just you're, sur you're influenced by your surroundings and yep I think you know, I, I want to get to a point where I I think m I just have the most fun when I'm playing humorous songs and people are laughing. Yeah. But at the same time, I think depending on maybe my mood or my comfort level or the show, I'd like to, you know, throw in, you know, a serious one just to show like another side. Yeah. Or yeah. Something like that. Show you many levels. Yeah. You know. So uh, like, cause you, that must be, I never thought of that getting like instant gratification like f just from lines of your song yeah. i mean that's just like you know it's working i mean yeah. if i'm playing a song that's got a line and every time i play it, it gets a laugh then you know boom i know it's working yeah but like if it's you know a serious song it's just like the, i get all paranoid while i'm playing the song and i get lost in these thoughts about like oh god is it like am i out of tune i mean do these people yeah yeah, yeah, what's, yeah. It, what's everyone thinking right now Are they yeah just like, this guy is stupid yeah 
because I've got a few, I've got a few humorous lines in some of my songs, and I kind of I don't necessarily I kind of use them as gauges as to whether the audience is listening. Mm-hmm. I know that they're probably listening to they've just listened to that serious song, and I know that because in this new song they've laughed at a particular play on words that I used or something, and so I'll be like yes, and I don't necessarily think yes I'm funny. I think yes they're actually paying attention, and it's just funny that you get to kind of experience that constantly the whole time it's kind of cool it's a good feeling i mean just last night like that show i mean people were laughing and yeah heaps. and as far as i'm concerned my like people tell me like sometimes like after a show like oh you did a great job like i don't i mean i appreciate that but like as far as i'm concerned it wasn't me that did a great job it was the crowd that did a great yeah. job like yeah i don't i live in san diego but i've never surfed in my life but like mm-hmm. i kind of think of it as like the crowd is kind of like the waves and like i'm just kind of surfing on them so if the waves are no good then i can't do my thing yeah like, man i'm just floating out there like this fucking sucks yeah that's but right like when the wave <laughs> when the waves are good then i'm like yeah this is awesome and that's when that's <laughs> i am best. a surfer yes i am surfing <laughs> i am surfing surfs are up yes <laughs> cowabunga that's such a great analogy oh I'm, I'm just out here this kind of sucks <laughs> Yeah, like just bobbing up and down, like a bird just shit on me, <laughs> garbage. Last night you were. This has nothing to do with. I, I I have a few little things I wanted to ask you about. This has nothing to do with it. But a girl was trying to trying to imitate my accent. Oh yes. And you gave her a tip. Can you give you good day? Good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Well, that was actually no, a little I, more effort than last night. Oh. Well. I mean, she was just trying too hard. I yeah, think. she was. I mean, she was, good day, mate. Yeah, good day, mate. <laughs> like, I mean, from what I heard you doing, it's like, I mean, I get I get the point of the question or, or the statement. I mean, it's yeah. just kind of like, what's up? Like, hello. Like, yeah. but, I mean, you don't you don't think about it. You just yeah. like say it. Like someone sneezes, you say, bless you. It's just a reaction. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> my, what I told her was say it, but like kind of look down and say, good day, mate. <laughs> Like, don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's good. Um, so, when did when did you start doing music? When did when did everything start for you? Well, all this all this shit. It was kind of like a one thing leading to another type of thing. Like back in I don't know how long ago. Was Just pause it? for a second. Forties are hard to hold. Yeah, but we're not holding 40s because we're not drinking 40s because <laughs> we are actually at the park. We just fed some birds and we read to a, a class of kitten, kindergartners and their parents were very appreciative of that, that we volunteered to do that on a Monday. And uh, yeah, but whatever you said about 40s, yes. Yeah, whatever. I can play along. I can play along. Here, let me. Here, listen to this. What is this sound? <laughs> that's That's a 40. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my my Mickey's forty is like a quarter of the way gone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's for the art people. Yeah. So in seventh grade, however long ago that was, I got a guitar. Mm-hmm. It was an electric guitar, and I was playing like you know punk rock songs and whatnot. Like yeah. I was learning, like teaching myself how to play like Offspring and Nirvana and. Uh, you know, it wasn't very good, but I, whatever. I was all about some distortion, and then my dad got me an acoustic guitar, and I was like, eh, whatever. And I never really played it, and then, you know, I over through the years, I would, like, kind of mess around with it a little bit, but I never really took it that seriously. Yeah. And then, at some point, um, 
I started rhyming. I started writing lyrics, and mm-hmm. it was it was back at some point in my high school days. I became a raver. Really? Oh yes, with the raver pants and the glow sticks wow. and the shoestrings and those huge pants. Oh yes. Oh, oh my god, so embarrassing. That's amazing. It's like you know people in the eighties with their big hair had that going on. Like I yeah. think raver pants were the big hair of the nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, wow. So like. I, w- I was listening to like jungle and drum and bass and originally I was like writing lyrics to that which is really fast and, yeah you know I was writing lyrics and I mean it's a bunch of monotonous lyrics about how awesome I am and you know <laughs> how awesome my rhymes are and all this garbage and then who wants to battle and then like I kind of then I was introduced to the Wu-Tang Clan who who I love and they had a big influence on where I went from then because then like I kind of drifted out of the whole rave thing and going from like 145 beats per minute to like 95 105 beats per minute was like yep. oh I can breathe that's nice yeah, yeah and so I started rhyming you know at a at a more of a hip hop speed yep and I just kept on doing it and you know I was writing with friends we'd write lyrics together we'd like freestyle in my garage like we just have beats on my keyboard and just like you know drink 40s and whatever and like rhyme and just have a good time and i've got recordings of this stuff like cassette tapes that, yeah like, i want to eventually transfer to a computer i haven't done it yet but i mean it's garbage don't get me wrong but yeah it's i you know it's sentimental yeah anyway. you gotta cave it so like rhyming doing the beats thing and then at some point like i kind of sort of got into theater like it, oh wow i did like a, i was in a play in my last year of high school and then after high school i went across the street to city college which is a community college downtown and you know, I didn't know what I was supposed to do out of high school. I just kind of like, I mean, I didn't have like a guidance. I didn't have any real guidance. I yeah. just kind of was like, I know I'm supposed to take some classes <laughs> and I'm supposed to be successful, right? That's how it works. <laughs> and so I took some classes and then like, I don't know, each passing semester, like I kept taking classes. However, they went more from like math and English to like music and, you know, stagecraft and like, yeah. so I eventually I was just, you know, taking classes that I was enjoying mm. and uh, like first it was like backstage at theater, like building the set and then working backstage during the show and all that stuff. And then on stage and then, um, then they did a whole bunch of musicals. And the first time I was thinking about being a musical, I was like, I don't want to be in a musical. That's gay. I want to <laughs> sing. <Fuck that." laughs> and then like, but like I got cast in kind of like a comedic role and I was like, yeah, sure, I can try it out. And it was West Side Story. And I remember the first night, I think it was like a dre- the final dress rehearsal. Mm. And like we, you know, it was the opening number and there was like an orchestra playing. And like yep. we finished the Jet song and we're like doing a little pose and, you know, waiting for the audience to stop clapping. We just finished singing. We're just like holding our position and like kind of got this like rush of adrenaline. Just, yeah. Just from like, you know. I have to hold this position till this till these motherfuckers stop clapping and shit. Mm. This is awesome. Yeah. And then after that, I just kept on doing like shows at City College, and I did a ton of shows. And most, and it was actually it was the first show that I did the show before West Side Story, which was like Midsummer Night's Dream. I was cast as a wall that separates two lovers, which is oh. one of the characters. And like one night, um. You know, I'm I'm supposed to go out there and give my little speech, mm. and then the first lover comes out and he's like, 
gives his little speech. However, this guy was still getting his makeup done or something, so I gave my speech, and he's supposed to bust out, but he doesn't come out. And, you know, I can't just can't just stand there in silence. So yeah. You got to keep it going. So I just started doing more things and just, like, improvising. Yeah. And because of that, like, the director – and she would tell this. Every time there was a new show and, like, the cast was getting to know another, she would, you know, talk about everyone, and she would always talk about that – time when like i improvised and because of that like she would just cast me in all the shows like i didn't even have to audition yeah just because she felt that she could rely on me should something go wrong and there's there have been a ton of times where like some random thing would go wrong like mm. and you know i would just carry the scene on just make up you know just know what is happening in the scene yeah and just kind of say things that would make sense and you know not be you know, yeah. place until whatever's supposed to happen finally happens yeah and so like doing all that theater i got like better at kind of improvising and i kind of developed a stage presence and like fell in love with like in you know causing people to laugh and you know clap and all that stuff and at the all the while i was still rhyming at mm. home with friends in the garage and like i was kind of like dude like and you know i i, I was getting compliments from my friends about the rhyming thing i was like you know i kind of want to rhyme in front of people mm. and so i was like i'm gonna go i want to go to like an open mic or something and i'd i'd been to plenty of open mics like like in high school and i'd see people you know rapping and whatnot and thinking to myself like Man, i could do it better than this guy but i never like actually went and did anything yeah and um then like uh what was that? I got lost. Because <laughs> your phone started ringing. John Hall is calling. Me. Oh, okay. We'll get back to him. But yep. yeah, like, I'd go to these open mics and see these people rapping and think to myself, like, man, I could do that better than that. But, like, yeah. I never did. You know, I didn't have the confidence or whatever. Like, I'd never done it. Yeah. And then, you know, I think being on stage and, you know, doing all these shows, like, I developed the confidence to go on stage and be in front of people. So, I was like, you know what? I'm ready to go go to an open mic. But the only problem was, is like I was used to rhyming to like beats. Mm. But I mean, I didn't want to go. I mean, I didn't want to take beats to an open mic that weren't my own. Yeah. So I was like, I guess I can do it with the guitar. I mean, I'll try that out. And so I just went to an open mic with the guitar and just played some, you know, chord progression over and over again and just rhymed to that and. It went over well, and I just kept on doing it. And yeah. eventually, I just kind of like drifted away from theater just because this was allowing me to do the same kind of thing like be in front of a, an audience and get, you know, claps and laughter and all this. However, now I'm not getting yelled at by June Richards for not <laughs> bringing it up at the end and raise <laughs> your hands higher and stand straight and lose weight. Like, I can get as fat as I want to and drink and it's all good. It's my own thing. I direct it. I write it. I do everything. It's, yep. all, it's my shit. Yeah. And so I've just been doing that ever since, you know? Yeah, well. Yeah. Did, did you have any, like, so when you went to open mics, was there anyone who, like, kind of took you under their wing, taught you some, a thing or two about? No, no. Like... I mean, I think I started going... The first, like, open mic that I... I mean, there was this one open mic called uh, Say What at a coffee shop called... Um, at the time, I think it was called The Other Side. Mm -hmm. And that's where I first started going. And But, like, that, that open mic was a mixture. It was mostly poets. 
Yep. Maybe comedian, maybe a couple singer songwriters, and I wanted to go to like a singer songwriter, like yeah, 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 open mic, just because yep. I felt like that was, I don't know, the next level, and yep. that was Lestats, and it must have been like about six years ago, roughly, the first time I went there, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is I know that I mean, call me an asshole, like I said, that's what I am first and foremost. I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah, like you know, you go to open mics and you see a lot of people get up there, and it's cool. You know, if someone's, you know, developed that confidence and they're ready to go up to the open mic and play a song. But you see a lot of people at open mics that just fucking suck. You know, mm. They suck. Yep. And that's okay. I mean, it's an open mic. Like, you know, some people, maybe they go there to hone their skills or whatever. But, like, me, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, I honed my skills in my bedroom. Like, in yeah. my garage. Like, I didn't, I didn't go out to any open mics until, like... I was confident in what I was doing and like until I liked it. And honestly, it was just like playing for friends in my living room and whatnot and their reactions and them liking it and asking like, do you got any new songs yet or anything? Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is what inspired me to like, you know, take it out in front of like, you know, to the other side open mic and these, this poetry open mic Mm -hmm. and people liking it there inspired me to go to the stats and like, from I remember the first time I played at Lestats, like Isaac was the host, and uh, yep. um, he called my name, and he was like, Rob Days, and I was like, that's me. Uh, and I was like super excited, because I think I'd probably, I know like Lestats has got like a lot of people that try to play there, and yeah. you know, it's kind of hard to get a spot, you know, it's just luck of the draw, and I got a spot, and um, he was like, have you ever been here before? And I was like, nope. But like I don't know he could he could sense the excitement in my voice yeah man and then uh, you know he introduced me and I went on and played two songs and the audience was apparently into it and all I don't I don't honestly remember whether or not the audience was into it mm. all I remember was at the end of it Lestet or uh, Isaac came up and he was like and that is one of the things about I don't remember exactly what he said it was something like see that's why you go to open mics because every once in a while something like that will happen and you know it I was you know just thank you thank you yeah man and ever since then like you know that's massive you know, that's I, awesome I've just and by this time like I already had like I didn't have like two songs I had fucking like ten songs yeah so I could go back to the open mic like the next week and play two different songs and then two different songs the next time and not like and so, like, after I'd gone a bunch of times and played every single song once, I was like, oh, shit, now i got to start, like, playing those songs again. Mm. And then I just kept writing and... Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, because uh, the episode, uh, two episodes before this one was my episode with Isaac. And so, this should all make sense to people. Cause, yeah, that was Isaac, man. <clears throat> he's, he's in Australia now. But, yeah, Isaac was, like, the first first person i met in like the san diego music scene i mean mm-hmm. as he was open my host but like i just remember him like saying you know like just digging my performance and if yeah you know if this is something i've kind of learned over the years is like if like let's say if you're playing at a bar though if the waitress or the bartender or the sound guy if they like what you're doing yep that's like the ultimate compliment because they say a lot they work there every day yep. and they see this stuff over and over and this is like their job and it's like yeah and when they compliment you that's like that's you yeah know, that means a lot and so isaac to you know say something like that after my very first time playing there was like fucking sweet absolutely and that's just, man that's the inspiration to you know go back and 
Yeah. Do it again. I was 16 and I was singing harmonies in a band. I was playing bass and singing harmonies for my brother. And uh, after my very first gig, the sound guy came up and was just like, dude, you know how to use a microphone as a backup singer? And I was like, all right, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's good to hear. Because I was like, it was my first ever gig outside of school. So it was kind of crazy. Um, so do you have any like massive influences that well, kind of... I'd say like Wu-Tang Clan um, was an influence and in that like a lot of the rhyming that I was doing when I started listening to them like would be with multiple people like mm. you know a handful of friends that were also rhyming too and like we had like at one point the golden hillbillies and there were like five of us and like you know, <laughs> we would all just kind of like you know freestyle or just like you know write a verse and then the next person would and like we'd all sit around someone would write a verse first and they they do their verse and we'd all hear it and whoever wrote next would go off their verse and it was like this you know collaboration thing and i mm. love collaboration and like so that's how i started rhyming was with collaboration and other people and it, then it just kind of got to the point where like you know i was like the only one who was still doing it yeah because everyone else i don't know they just got bored or moved on and i didn't yep. get bored with it i just kept doing it and you know the wu-tang i mean there's just so many different voices and i don't know wu-tang just really showed me the value of collaboration yeah just have having multiple voices yep. multiple ideas on one song yeah and then honestly the guitar th thing would be sublime like yeah okay i mean i was you know tinkering like messing around on the guitar you know doing all this distortion you know punk rock like blink 182 songs from yeah. the press the girls in high school yeah and then i don't know when it was but like i was i eventually started listening to sublime and i wanted to learn a couple of their songs and to learn them i went online and i saw that they were like chords and so i started learning their songs by the chords that were associated with them mm -hmm. and that's how i ended up learning a ton of different chords and yep. so it was like wu-tang kind of shaped the you know or inspired like the rhyming and you know different groups that i would listen to and then sublime definitely inspired like the guitar playing and to to an extent maybe the the sing-songiness i'm not even sure like yeah a, a lot of people have said like you know they see the similarities to sublime but i've heard a lot of different things i've heard people say like jack black meets jack johnson yeah. last night someone said i was the uh Andrew Dice Clay of rap or something. What is that? And like, yeah, I mean, I get a, a lot of times people um, make comparisons to atmosphere, which I totally get and I understand. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm a big atmosphere fan. However, like, I don't even know what atmosphere, atmosphere is. Atmosphere is like a rapper and a producer, Slug and Ant out of Minnesota. And okay. They're phenomenal and they've been doing their thing for quite a while. And. I definitely see the similarities there. However, I was like, I didn't like start listening to atmosphere till quite some time after I had already been yeah. you know, doing what I do for a while. I'm not saying since then there hasn't been any inspiration or anything. Yeah. I don't know, but like I'd say my biggest in inspirations or influences are Wu-Tang, mm -hmm. Sublime and Mickey's forties. <laughs> One time I'm going to have to give you my, um, I was in a, a jokey rap group called Vampires with Guns on Weed. <laughs> nice. 
So I'm going to have to send you some tracks one day. I want to hear that. Um, I think the Mickey's part is just because <laughs> ever since we started rhyming in the garage, we've just been drinking Mickey's. Really? So it's just been there the whole time. Like It's been there for you. the entire, you know, evolution of my, you know, inner songwriting or whatever yeah, career, yeah. like... Mickey's has always been there for me. It's so always, Mickey's is your mentor. It's like you know, Popeye's got his spinach. I've got my Mickey's. Like you know, yeah, it's just it's the Hornet gets stung. <laughs> um, so when I when I was coming over here last year, I mentioned this to you before. That's why I got to thank you in my in my booklet. You were one of the only. There was probably three. I just like randomly found some San Diego musicians that I'd heard of on my previous trip. Um, and I was like, I'm going to get so, into... So you heard of me on your previous... Trip? I did, yeah, yeah. awesome. I heard of you through Jimmy at at, uh, at Open Mic. Jimmy is one of the nicest people... Hell yeah. ...on earth. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we spoke about Jimmy, Jimmy with us. Me and Isaac did. Such a good guy. I've seen him tonight at Open Mic, which we'll be going to soon. Yeah. Um, Drawing starts in 16 minutes. Oh, yeah. Damn. But, get you know, big shots like us, we don't need to do that. We just, you know, make phone calls, get put on list. <laughs> However, for what it's worth, unless I got a show, I'm all about paying my dues and actually going down there and throwing my name in the fish yeah. bowl, you know. Yep. I don't want to feel like, I've been doing this for a while, so I don't have to fuck the bullshit. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm not better than anybody else. That's right. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I wasn't visiting from yeah, Australia, no, I would sure. I would be definitely throwing my, my... I mean, the first time I came here, I didn't try i just luckily got on yeah. the first week i was here um but yeah so i heard of you and i heard of a bunch of others and and so i i just threw out a few tweets thank god for twitter um sure. and yeah you responded and it wasn't you didn't even like i feel like you might have googled me but you didn't even seem to i didn't Google hesitate you. you were just like yeah man for sure <laughs> like and i'm asking you to book me some shows and you're like totally let's do it yeah i i, I didn't know anything other than we had some mutual friends yeah like and I mean I don't even know if you had met them yet. Like I knew at least Isaac was a mutual friend. I knew that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so as far as I'm concerned, if you're friends with Isaac, like you're you're good in my books. So yeah, okay. It was like and you know I'm all about playing shows. So like I mean anything I can do to help you out. I mean I don't I don't book venues. However, like shit, man, I've done ton of living room shows. Yeah, and living room shows think that's the thing of the future you and know? they barely exist in australia and i've been yeah. trying to get them to exist but i think see the thing is is like as technology gets more complex and sophisticated and fancy people want to do less they don't want to go out as much they want to stay home and mm. so that's the thing you bring the show to their house yeah you know yeah they don't got to go anywhere you just play in their living room they invite some friends over and it's the best night they've ever had yeah so you know because people love house parties i don't exactly and it's like a house party you know with music going on yeah and so like i don't book venues i don't book shows however i know i've got a i've got a living room mm. i know other people that live in apartments and houses that have living rooms yep so boom you know we can definitely put something together we can definitely make something happen any of you people out there in australia i'll tell you what you want to play in san diego you look up rob d <laughs> we will make something happen okay and that's the thing you seem to be like the most enthusiastic guy and just from that first tweet where you were just like, without hesitation, like, hell yeah, let's make it happen. Like, is it all about the the adventure, the the just the cool times? Yeah. Is that why you're doing it? Well, I mean, I just, honestly, I feel like if I was in the position of like, you know, going to a place that I wasn't 
you know, I didn't know much, you know, I didn't know people or whatever. Like I would want to play. Yeah. And I mean, that'd be great. I mean, if someone said like they could, you know, get me a show somewhere, I'd be fucking so thankful. I'd be like, dude, thank you so much. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. that's what I want to do. You're yeah. helping me out. Like if I'm going to be here for this amount of time, the more shows I can get, the better. And so, I mean, I'm not necessarily like a pay it forward or karma kind of person. Like, I don't do those things because I hope that one day they're done for me. Mm-hmm. I just do them because I know that I would appreciate it too. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, really, at the end of the day, it's all about like the show itself. And like, it's all about the audience, really. It's all about entertaining them. Yeah. And if you succeed in entertaining them, they, you know, they respond with you know applause or compliments or all that stuff and yep. laughter or whatever and that in turn gets me off yep. which makes me happy so i mean it's like a you know a vicious cycle of happiness like yeah, you know, yeah. we, we play some songs for them and they have a good time and then they have a good time which makes us happy which you know makes our song playing even better which makes them happier and then i have an orgasm on stage <laughs> and i got to go change my shorts and it's embarrassing but you know like but at the same time i mean and honestly this one time there was a show at a cafe libertalia and it was it was a variety show kind of like it was since like you know i do you know i have these funny songs like i do a lot of regular singer songwriter shows i do a lot of comedy shows yeah i've become friends with a lot of singer songwriters and friends with a lot of comedians Mm mm-hmm and like I said, it's all about the show. So why why just have comedy? Why just have music? Why not have a little bit of both? Yeah. And so, you know, I've put some shows together where you know have like a have you know half and half. Like have yeah. a, have a songwriter, have a comedian, have a songwriter. You know, like that sounds awesome to me. And there was this one time this girl hit me up on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I think she, I don't know how she came to know me, but like she was wondering if she could you know, get on a show or something. I was like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. make it happen. And, um, she was a comedian and, mm-hmm. uh, we were doing the show and like, you know, Kenny had just played Kenny Yang. And then, you know, she went on, t- started telling jokes. And one of the first things she did was kind of like talk about Kenny's songwriting, like kind of, I mean, she was trying to be funny, but like she was kind of like, bragging on him and yeah. you know give you know, talking shit but like the thing is is like a lot of the people that were there like you know we don't know who the hell she is we know who Kenny is and we all love Kenny so yeah yeah, yeah. she kind of like immediately dug herself into a hole yeah and like and I mean I think she was supposed to go on for like 10 minutes at least and I think she was up there for like two or three minutes and I was standing outside out front like you know just kind of keeping everything running and then all of a sudden I noticed like she wasn't on stage anymore like she ended her set super quick because like, yeah wow she just I guess I mean didn't do a very good job mm. and I was like oh I guess I gotta run on stage now and introduce a nice act but you know like that could be seen as you know a learning opportunity maybe you should do some research before you you know bring someone up on stage and put them in the show mm. however fuck it you know, yeah. Let it be part of the show. I mean, let that be a learning experience for them. Yeah, let that's them right. Learn, like you know, you know, maybe you should get to know. You gotta, you gotta know your audience. Yeah. And you know, I'm not saying you need to know that the audience knows Kenny Yang. Yeah. But just know your audience. Know what is and isn't appropriate. Mm. And you know, don't make your. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, 
Just know your audience, folks. That's my tip for you. Yeah, yeah. Writers, comedians, know your audience. Know when it's okay to shit. I mean, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say, know when it's okay to say the word shit. <laughs> and know when it's when you shouldn't say the word shit. Yeah. And instead just say shh or nothing at all. Say golden flowers instead of shit. <laughs> I played some shows. You know, I played shows at bars where I'm like, cock. And then, or testicles. And then I played at the Del Mar Fair, which is family friendly. Instead of testicles, I say tennis shoes. <laughs> and you just twist it around. Instead of man meat, I say fried zucchini. <laughs> because they sell fried zucchini at the, uh, at the fair. So know your audience is your big tip. Yeah, just know your audience, you know? That's because that's who you're performing for. Yeah, um, that's right. I've seen people go on stage and, like, they're just kind of awkward on stage. They don't, like, look at the audience they don't really acknowledge the audience and it's like you realize you're on stage and the entire audience is looking at you and listening to you i mean mm. acknowledge that acknowledge them talk to them make eye. i mean i'm not saying you don't even got to make eye contact yeah sometimes that might make someone feel uncomfortable yep but like just acknowledge them talk to them you know yeah talk yeah you know and just you know just know your audience mm. uh, maybe it's not as easy as it sounds yeah, I mean it should be there. Yeah, I mean as far I mean I think I'm pretty good at gauging a crowd and knowing what is and isn't appropriate. And that chick was uh she she messed up. Mm. And she you know she she's still around. Her. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what her name is. So <laughs> <laughs> that says anything. All right, man. Well, uh, we should go down and make sure Jimmy's going to give me a spot. For sure. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you. That's all right. I'll come again if you want me to. All right. We are in John's bedroom. Ooh. Those jalapeno chips. Thank you, Mrs. Vicky. Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Vicky. A subsidiary of Frito-Lay. All right, man. I'll see you later. Bye. Bye, Australia. <laughs> Down under. Mike. I wake up, I get dressed, go back to sleep Get up again and then I slowly creep through the house It's fucking dark, I can't see Make sure that I lock the door behind me I head downstairs, unlock the bike Hop on and say peace out to the night Y'all, the sun is slowly rising in the east It's just another day, part of another week I hit the street, make a right, head up the hill Wait at the light so that I don't get killed by an early morning driver I'm an early morning bike rider And I'ma try to be a survivor through the light now Make a left and make a right Right now, my neighborhood's no longer in sight now, but it's all good, it'll be alright now. I light up the pipe and ride high as a kite now. My head in the clouds as I explode. Still kinda drunk from the night before, but I'll still get to where I got to go on my bicycle. That's how I roll. I set a 14 gears and a pair of wheels. When I'm on my bicycle, don't do tricks cause I got no skills. When I'm on my bicycle, I just pump my brakes and I make them squeal. When I'm on my bicycle, I really like going downhill. There you go, friends. That was Rob D's. Do you guys find him as funny as I find him? Because I find him pretty damn funny, right? Um, like, there was this one time Kenny Eng was like... He's one of those guys who's too funny for his own good. Like, he doesn't find anyone else that funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> you might have even heard me in the episode try to be funny and he, he's just silent. You know, it doesn't hurt my feelings though, you know. I'm confident in my own skin. But there was this one moment where Kenny Eng was like... My friend Kenny, who is also one of Rob's best friends, goes, Rob, why don't you ever give me credit for being funny? And like a pure comedic genius, without even a moment's hesitation, Rob just said, Kenny, don't be silly. I always give you credit for trying. 
which is pretty much saying you're not fun. <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> Don't worry, Kenny. I think you're funny if you're listening. Um, so you should get onto Rob D's on t- uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the social media things. He doesn't have his own website currently. I think he used to, but he doesn't anymore. Because probably because his credit card is overdrawn and he's using payday loans to pay payday loans. You can find all this out on YouTube with in his funny songs. Um, but he's also one of the nicest guys in the universe. So if you ever, uh, and you know, I know it sounded like a joke, but he's he's dead serious. If you're from Australia and you want to go play in San Diego, get in touch with Rob D's. He'll, I mean, I played eight shows in three days at one point on my trip last week, and that's uh, last month. And that's not all he's doing, but he was definitely. Of huge assistance in that time, especially getting me around to these gigs. What a guy. Um, so, next episode, we're going to be talking to more Americans. Yep, get used to this accent. Uh, accent m- m- mashing, mashing, accent, accent mashing. And I'll drink 44 more 40s before four with my friend Carl. That's my best, that's my best American sentence. Um, because I realized that um, the easiest way to throw out an American accent is to overuse the letter R. And just four, 44 more 40s before four, poor for four, for my friend Carl. Um, and also, when in, when in Rome, say mocha. Because uh, no matter how many times you say mocha, um, they're not going to understand you. You just, just concede defeat, put on your fake voice and say... Double shot mocha, please. A grande mocha. Tall mocha. Venti mocha. I feel like such a fraud. Anyway, that was Bronny Bothers for this week. Hopefully I can get uh, the episode that was supposed to be up. I Hopefully I can get that up soon. Um, we'll see. I'll let you know about that when it goes up, probably. Um, so, please, get at me on Twitter. Uh, at uh, at Bronny Bronny. Get at me at on Facebook at Bronny Music or Bronny Bothers actually go like the Bronny Bothers page please I need some more fans I need to know that you people even care about this show come on come on show it to me show me your love ask me some questions what do you want to know about the music industry out there I'm asking I'm talking to so many people who have a wealth of knowledge what do you want to know young man in some young band in some high school out there who thinks I'm going to go and sign a major label deal as soon as I leave school because that ain't going to happen baby it ain't going to happen unless something drastic happens in the world. That ain't going to happen. So you need to listen to this podcast and ask me some questions. What do you want to know? I might not have the answer, but, you know, my next guest might. That's the end of Rob D's music. So I'll see you next week when I can bother you some more. Go look at uh, Rob D's on the internet. Oh, but uh, one more thing. Sorry, I know the music's... I try not to do this. The music's ended and now it's much more intimate. It's just you and me here. But I did want to say a big congratulations to the 43 independent artists slash bands who were nominated for arias this year in australia um out of 125 nominations 43 of them were independent and that is a super thing super news for the music industry in australia i'm happy about it It makes me feel like i got a shot i got a shot still you know what i'm saying um that's all i just wanted to say that you know it's good news it's exciting news and uh, and the lists are actually pretty good. For once in quite some time, I'm like, yeah, it's decent. It's decent, some decent, like Jebediah being recognized for an, an aria in the rock category 
after 14 years and five albums, they finally get they finally get a nod. Um, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, so good news, good stuff. Um, I'll see you next week when I can bother you some more. Peas and carrots.